Osiris. Hey, this is Jay Blakesburg, and this podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcast. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics we all love. Check out OsirisPod.com and sign up for the newsletter to stay in the loop about new podcasts and events. See you out there. everybody. Welcome to episode 22 of Female Centrics. We're the first and only female hosted fish community podcast. And um, reminder that we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network family, which is a global community of podcasts connecting passionate music fans um, uh, with podcasts about music, arts, and culture and so check uh, more podcasts out on osirispod.com so today our co-host is the ever so visceral christy hello christy hi guys welcome back it's been a little I bit i know i've been it's been a busy time it has been it's been a little cuckoo so um but that was the end of october was last time we had you back so i'm, I'm glad and now summer's almost here Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's almost the end of January, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> and we are, uh, today our guest is uh, Scott Marks, who is um, a uh, big fish fan, I don't know, like fish fan guru of sorts, I guess we could call him. <laughs> he's he's got over 30,000 followers on Twitter. He works for fish.net. He is part of the Mockingbird Foundation and just a really huge part of our community. So welcome, Scott. Hi. Welcome, Scott. Well, I, I hope to get to 30,000 at some point. I'm a oh. little ways away from there. Oh, close. But, um, <laughs> glad, to, glad to be part of this and uh, Ask away. All right. All right. Yes. Yes. Well, and it was great to hear you. I was, I was very uh, happy for you that you were on Under the Scales with uh, Tom a few episodes ago. So good for you on that one. Congratulations. That was a pleasure to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. Definitely. Um, so we'll jump into this and ask what we always ask at the beginning. So uh, what is your fish story? How did you get into this whole thing? In the mid-90s, um, I played in a, a jazz band in, in high school and started to get into improvisation. I played trombone. And at that point, somebody had introduced fish to me and I, I kind of liked that there was a band that jammed out on things and started to get all the CDs that were around at that time and started seeing concerts for fish in 97. And once I saw the first concert, there was no turning back. And I just hit 311, I think, for New Year's Eve. Well, we, so, yeah, and we met you the night you hit your 100 show in Albany, right? Uh, 300, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had some weird clamshell of sorts that Todd made you speak out of or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like a spice box or something. And it became the, the image for the under the scales thing that we did. Oh, yeah. I liked that, though. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Secret of my success. Yeah. A spice box in a restaurant. Right, right. <laughs> I know. Well, that was funny, too, because uh, both you and I had showed up to have dinner with Tom before the show in Albany, and we were both early, so we're just sitting there and... You just look over and you, I think I my T-shirt on. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, do you do female-centrics or? I know who you are. Right? <laughs> it's 
awesome. <laughs> so well, we had that uh, the great dinner, and uh, was it Jesse Lauer that was with us as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Lily, uh, Tom's wife. Oh yeah, that was, was so much fun. It was, that was a great yeah, night. Was, yeah, that was a great way to start up the evening. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> absolutely. And just a little FYI, Fish.net is the first fish thing I ever joined online. Very cool. Yeah. It really was. I joined it, and I didn't even real. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge I, onliner. Dawn's getting me better. <laughs> I think I start out with uh, gadiel.com uh, back in 98. What was it? So uh, Andy Andy Gadiel's site. Uh-huh. I've never uh, heard gadiel. of Gadiel.com mm-hmm. dash fish or slash fish. Mm-hmm. They used to have the, the rumors and there was a message board there. Was uh, that? It was around from the late 90s into the early 2000s. Was that connected to rec.music or is that a totally different thing? I think it was separate. Oh, gotcha. If you if you go online right now, you can still go to gadiel.com backslash fish. Ah, cool. And it's it's That's still really there. Cool. So he keeps it updated somewhat. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you said your first show was in 97. What show was that? Hartford, 112697. Ah, that was a great show. That was a great show. I think that, I don't know what number that was for me. I was three years into it at that point. But that, I mean, for you to hop, of course, you know, you hop into the fall of 97. I mean, that is like, you know, creme de la creme. Yeah, my, my first three shows were Hartford 97 and the two Providence shows in the island tour. Oh. So I was quite, wow. quite lucky. Yes, yes. I was at all three of those. Those are great. Yeah, because I was living in Massachusetts. I was going to college then. I lived in Salem, uh, Mass. I had a little tiny baby so i was at none of those but <laughs> but you started earlier than no, way than earlier than that yeah, I'm, yeah i must be older than you or you guys are well, actually i'm not older than dawn a little bit one year yeah <laughs> that's still older <laughs> no, i just turned 40 so i'm getting up there yeah, yeah. You, right we're all getting up there yeah get your reading glasses ready buddy <laughs> <laughs> Um, so tell us how you ended up getting into, or like, so you went on the, this, these, uh, winter, you know, the fall and spring going into 98. So did you end up doing any of like the European shows or, you know, did you go to Japan or any of those? And, um, before, you know, as you started getting into things, like when you said you jump in full on, did you end up doing full tours back then or anything? The first, I didn't do Europe or Japan. I did one show in 97, eight shows in 98, maybe 20 odd shows in 99. I, I did 10 shows in a row from uh, Virginia Beach, it was uh, July 8th through Toronto, 20th. And the next year I did the entire summer tour. 2000 from, yeah that's from and from antioch through uh columbus june 22nd dedication. through july 15th yeah 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 so those were some times then too were yeah. you a patchwork dog owning burrito eating no. hippie no no <laughs> i've never had a dog um very deprived, very deprived. <laughs> wow you should get a dog dude i know yeah. I just have the dog from Petrichor sitting under a table. Ah, it doesn't quite count. Nice. I've got one of those too. <laughs> it's a, still it's... still inflated after a couple of years. It's, right? it's in good shape. Do you have the oh, big one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, me too. Ours is inflated too. We have two cats as well, but those are a little aren't as inflated. I had an issue with that whole scene there. Oh, night. it was 7,000 balloons that <laughs> well, I just had embarked a scene on that the streets was, of New York. I was like way back in Madison Square Garden and 
I was just watching all these cats and dogs, and my friend had to bring me back around. I'm like, why are there all these dead cats and dogs falling? They're all dead. They look dead. And finally, my friend Mark turns to me. He's like, Christy, relax. They're balloons, and they're not dead. So, actually, I'm kind of glad I don't have one of those. There could have been some party I, favors involved in that one there, Christy. I never thought of being dead until right now, but well, I, I guess you have a point there. I, they, they just were falling so stiff, and I was not up. I was, like, back, and it was it was an issue for me. It was a little we bit were of an just, issue. We were dying laughing because I just had this vision of these things, like, floating out of the doors of, of Madison Square Garden and then just, like, all downtown New York City being flooded with See, we had yeah, very with- <laughs> different visions. I'm thinking like corpses because they were so. St- oh yeah, it was a whole situation for me actually. It's gotten very dark on this podcast. Too. I know. Sorry, What's sorry, up, guys. See? It was an amazing show too. That's why my friend was like, "Stop it, Christy. Stop it. They're not dead. They're balloons." And these happy dancers and and animal corpses coming down. So right, kind of that it was a thing. I was like, "How are they all so happy?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, good. that's good so tell us so i know that you were involved um in obviously a big involvement in fish.net um so tell us how you got involved with that so this would have been uh i think like oh five oh six oh seven fish had broken up and this is the time when you were having a lot of tapes that were turning into CDs. People were, were digitalizing shows and started amassing everything that was in circulation. And I, uh, I use iTunes and that all organized on my computer. And I had a copy of the second fish companion and I started, you know, it's like my Bible of sorts, or I, I go or reference encyclopedia or whatever, and I I wanted to find something, I'd go into the book and look at it, and I started making corrections on it. Well, all right, well, these songs are in the wrong order, or this song's missing, or the show's missing, or the set list is missing, or whatever, and we just put all these notes in there and highlight the shows I had. And I ended up creating a, a Word document and sent it off to Mockingbird, I think in fall of 2008, and I didn't hear back from anybody. So I sent a second email after the Hampton shows. This is maybe early May of 2009, after Fish had gotten back. And I had CC'd Ellis Goddard and got a response back within 24 hours, and Charlie Dirksen. Who are they? Had I'm sorry. Who are they? Uh, Ellis Goddard is on the board directors of the Mockingbird Foundation, as is Charlie Dirksen. Um, and they've been there a lot longer than I have uh, with Mockingbird. And Charlie uh, is part of the Setlist team, or was part of the Setlist team before I, I joined. And I verified the stuff that I had sent him, and I got involved with Fishnet at that point. There was a... Uh, distribution list that I was on and there was a set list team of me, Charlie and Steve Polini. And we ended up rebuilding fishnet through Adam Scheinberg, who's the, uh, the webmaster extraordinaire of, 
uh, Fishnet, yeah, also on the board it? of directors for Mockingbird. Yeah, and by the time fall 2009 came around, people were sending set with submissions and via email on the site. And I, uh, being the only person out of the three that was single, um, <laughs> I kind of had a little more time on my hands. And so I, I did most of the sales updates and I had all the shows at my fingertips so I could listen, verify corrections and update the, the site accordingly. And, and so you were doing this, obviously, so it took a little while before it was happening automatically. So these were things people were sending in afterwards, and then you guys were maybe doing it the next day or the day after that and putting up the sets. Right. I mean, sometimes it would take a little while to get back on some of the corrections, but we we definitely did a facelift on the Bacellus site yeah, with a lot of the updates. How do you get the set wrong, though? I mean, how would that happen? I don't know. Um, I, I only know... What when happened? I <laughs> that he when got it I right <laughs> joined up, it, it could have been literally data entry or whatever, where you you have a set list and you you've typed it into like a word document, but you've gotten songs in the wrong order, or you you're missing a song. I I really don't know why it was incorrect in the second fish companion, but by the time the third one came out, we had everything and updated accordingly. And so you were part of creating the fish companion, then? Is that what you're saying? Right. I was involved with the third fish campaign with all the, the set lists. That was my my chief thing on there. I, I might have had one or two song histories that I was involved in, but generally it was the set list file that I was working on. And we had to uh, – this book is huge. It's a, like a coffee table size book, several hundred pages. And – there were a lot of pictures that were in there and there were song histories and basically in order to make it all work and not have something that was really big, like two books or whatever, we had to kind of chop the set list down a little bit in terms of abbreviating things and maybe knocking a sentence out here or there to try and make it look a little smoother and to fit everything into the the book. So it's I was kind of like a Twitter post. Wait that. a second. Can I <laughs> yeah. buy this book? Yeah. Wait, you, what is you the can't book? buy it anymore. It, it was the fish companion volume three, but it's been sold out for a few years now. Is that okay? So me? Jason, we currently, I we're like reworking our house. It's not that we're unorganized. No, no. Don's no, super no, organized. Super you don't organized even understand. But, she um, is the worst <laughs> organizational person the worst. I've ever met. So apparently, so I know definitely we have a fish companion on the floor upstairs in the hallway. <laughs> Jason, do you remember which one that is? I know that we have one upstairs. I'm just curious if so. This is you did volume three, right? And this is the black hardcover. Wow. Um, oh, so this I, is so yeah. We have a soft white soft cover. Yeah. My name five. is Visceral Christie. What is it? Like it, the color blue is on the cover, and it has like a cartoon. Face I actually on the need mm. this book. That was 2000, I think, the first one. Oh, okay. The second like... one was green, and you had a bunch of people in a crowd. Uh-huh. The third one was black with a. Uh, white and gold lettering, I think. I feel like if I could read this book, it would change so much about me just because I am visceral. So while I'm at a show, I am not recording. I am only dancing. So I could leave a show and feel is I could be sober and feel as high mm-hmm. that I just elevated. But the fact that you're going to ask me to like repeat everything that just happened, it's not like that for me because mm-hmm. it's happening. It happened. 
Like, right. you know what I mean? So that's a that's been actually kind of a big problem for me with this fish world because I'm not that person. I'm not the person that like is going to sit back and like think about everything that's happening while it's happening because I'm experiencing it while it's happening. Like really experiencing, I am mm. spinning, losing my mind. <laughs> like I don't it, and it's not drug related. It's dancing. You just wrapped up in the music. Yeah, and yeah. so when it ends, sometimes everybody's like, you know, of course I know most of the songs, but then by the next day, it's almost like a dream. You know mm. what I mean? How you're like picking out bits and pieces. It's all a dream, right? And it's like a dream where I'm like picking out these bits and feeling these emotions. So I need this book. You got a connection? <laughs> I need this book. I got to read it. Uh, my connection's only goes so far. Your connection's only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. This book would help me. I'm telling you. Well, and and I want to. Um, I we have, uh, and I'm forgetting it now. But it's the fish. What's the what's the first um. The thing that I own. Farmer's Almanac. The Farmer's Almanac, Scott. Oh, yeah. So I bought the Farmer's Almanac, the yellow paperback version, in um, on 95 uh, Halloween lot. And so that's my big prize, like my baby. And it's funny because the guy who created the Farmer's Almanac was on and under the scales. And he said something about like, oh, we never sold them in lots. They were only at, um, you know, rest stops and stuff like that. I'm like... I bought mine in the parking lot. Yeah, because some hippie bought it. Ah, well, good chance. Yeah, maybe they did that. But (laughs) how is that different? How is the Farmer's Almanac? Because I I believe that they've continued to to grow on those. How is that different uh, from what you're doing with the Almanac? I don't really know about the Almanac. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple of them, I think, Volume 5 and Volume 6, but they stopped making them. Oh, they did. As of 2000, maybe. Um, but I, I really don't know what the deal was behind that. Mm, um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I can't really answer that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know it, from just from listening to that under the scales, they had talked about something about, um, that they had like made it in their college dorm or something like that. And then just like produced like a hundred of them. So yeah, um, well, just to let you know, the farmer's almanac mm-hmm. for the weather is wrong all the time. <laughs> I don't know if there's not any correlation. the pH one. Yeah, <laughs> farmers. I'm making quotations in the air right now. I have no control over either of them. So, on to so this Mockingbird Foundation is kind of, it's really, it's I I actually haven't donated to this, but I understand the concept because I have friends here in my local area that do uh, they do a foundation similar. But in it, and it's it's been really amazing to be a part of just the fact that they get these kids these instruments, they make sure they get lessons, and then they let them play at their barn. And this this Mockingbird Foundation that you that you guys are part of has you know really just raised a ton of money for kids. I'd like to talk about that a little bit. I think it's important. It's it's one of the the joys of my yeah, my life it's having amazing. been part of Mockingbird Foundation. Yeah. Um, People sometimes get us confused with Waterwheel, where Waterwheel is the, the band's charity, which does a fantastic job. We have been around since 1997 and have given over a million dollars through grants to schools for music education and for instruments and staffing and, and what have you. And I grew up in a town that had a really 
good music program and whatever I wanted was, was at my fingertips, instruments, uh, uh, lessons, uh, band programs, everything was, was there. Well, lessons are probably on the side of pay for those, but like I just a good music program and you, you look at the news and you, you see that the, the first thing that's going to go from school budgets is the arts and the music. And to be able to be involved in something where I review grants that come in and we, we give money and we'll have wonder wheel that will contribute as well. And the Christie Manning foundation, uh, Christie Manning foundation. What's uh, that Christie Manning foundation. Or maybe it's Christy Anastasio. I, I, yeah, it is. It's forgiving. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, is that yeah. Trey's sister? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I might have the name a little backwards there, but yeah. that's my name. Both, <laughs> both of the, the foundations have and helped with, with our grants as well. And so we've been able to, in some cases, double. Someone will ask for maybe $5,000. We'll give $10,000. Mm. And we'll have photographs of these teachers that are taking the instruments out of boxes and the kids playing with the instruments. And it's just, it's, it's fantastic. Um, we wouldn't have this without all the donations that we've gotten from people as well. We wouldn't be as successful as we, we have been over the years. So every, every bit's been very much appreciated. Yeah. I think I really, I, I have to say, so I'm part of the local, this local community here and just, you just see, I, I, I know it gives me chills. You see these kids that are like underprivileged and wouldn't necessarily get this help. And, you know, this this community organization is like getting them lessons and making sure they get there. And then they're even taking it one step further that they make sure that they get a place to play. And it's just like you see the magic happening inside of these kids. And it's just it's. It's it's just a really great feeling, and it's why the world should go on mm-hmm. on so mm-hmm. many levels. And and so with, do you guys have like people that follow up after they get the grants? Like, do people check in with you guys afterwards to tell you, you know, what they've been, you know, how things have gone after they've gotten the grants, or what kids have gone on to, or do the kids get in touch with you guys or anything like that? I don't think we've ever had the kids get in touch with us, but the the teachers and will will reach out to us and say this is what what's happened or we'll have articles that will show up in local newspapers Mm. that's cool now do you find that this is something like are these like fish fan teachers or how are they finding out about mockingbird is it just anybody obviously anybody can i i know i bet you it's just music lovers trickle down yeah and then they find out about it or do you find that it is more of like like fish fan teachers once in a while it's it's a fish fan that's that's familiar with with the band, but usually it's just schools that might be underprivileged or underfunded and right. all across the country. Mm. So I don't That's think there's awesome. really my a next fish relation at that point. Sure. Thank you. How do yeah. you, how do you uh, decide which school you're going to write these grants for? Do, do they send in applications or things like that? They'll send in applications and we'll, we'll review them. It's, I think there's a, large amount which is narrowed down to a smaller amount and then the, the board will will go through and we'll we'll kind of decide which ones get selected and how much um, i know i know that my, my oh, 
Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Chrissy. My town had a good music program, and here's where, here's where bad children do worse. <laughs> we had to pick an instrument to play, and all my girlfriends picked like the clarinet and the the flute. And I read somewhere that the baritone only had three valves. So I'm like, I'm going to take the baritone. It only has three valves. Oh, you valves. took the baritone horn. And so, but no, <laughs> it gets even, instrument. it got even worse. So then I take <laughs> this baritone and you had to take it for seventh and eighth grade. And you, and you, and it starts in the summer. So I lived like a mile from the high school and I only had a dad and he worked full time. So I take this baritone and all my girlfriends are taking the flute and the clarinet and they're so cute. And I'm like, I'm taking a baritone on these three fucking valves. I can do this. <laughs> nobody, nobody told you the trumpet has three valves too. So right, I know, right? <laughs> so I take this baritone and I got to fucking walk to the high school twice a week. <laughs> twice a week. Twice a week I got to take this fucking baritone. I'm like this 13-year-old, you know, 98-pound girl carrying this baritone. Dragging it down the street in Jersey. A couple times, a couple times, parents' friends picked me up. And we're like, do you need a ride home, Christy? It didn't go well, just to let yeah. you know. Baritone horns are not light instruments. Oh, my God. Just, what I start um, out with. When I, I, trombone. when I finally got to quit, I'm pretty sure the music teacher was like, thank God Christy's gone. <laughs> It wasn't, I mean, I really, I wish that I had known more. And the interesting part is, is that I was raised on music and I just, I was just so, I was an asshole kid. <laughs> I was like, whatever it takes to learn less. I'm not, you know, that like <laughs> yeah. mentality, like, I don't want whatever you have. I'm glad my kids aren't that way. But I really did do that. <laughs> I took the baritone because in the book it said it had three valves, and I was like, I'll be a master in 10 minutes. <laughs> it didn't have a picture of the thing and how no, big it was. No, it was just the Yeah, no, it was just a, yeah. And I was not a master in 10 minutes, but I still think I could play you like Frere Jacques and Row Row Your Boat. Hot cross the, buns? Yeah, on the baritone. <laughs> <laughs> The way you got to learn to roll your lips for the baritone is, it's not that easy. Do you still play the trombone, Scott? Occasionally. Yes, yes. yes. I played the clarinet. And actually, I actually have to say, my biggest regret in life was quitting it. I played it for five years. I was first chair. And, um, but I'm, I was, uh, I'm, I can sing. I'm a classically trained singer. I don't sing anymore. Well, no, actually, I did just sing last week. Yes, She's I, got a beautiful voice. I did sing recently um, on, on here, but, um, but I decided to carry that along with my sports, which I was really good at. And, but you know, if I'd known better, I would have kept with the clarinet because your pipes you always have, your voice you always have. And I could have kept going with that. But, you know, within a year, I forgot how to read the music with the clarinet. And, you know, I can squeak out a few notes still, but, you know. Not. No, I can, I can still read music. I, I played for close to 10 years. Okay. Yeah, every, I played a lot. What so is it? Every good play. boy does good. No, everybody, every boy, every good boy eats fudge, right? <laughs> every good boy does good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the notes, right? Yeah. Am I right with every yeah. every good boy yeah. eats fudge? No, deserves I, fudge. Oh, ringing, deserve. ring the bell somewhere in the yeah, back. Yeah, I remember it. A long time. Deserves. Yes, yes, yes. Every good boy eats. No, it's deserve. Deserves she was fudge. right, yeah, because we already yeah. said every EDGB, <laughs> EDGB, right? Uh, well, fudge could be a dessert, I guess. Yes, so. hate fudge. All right, what? so <laughs> what? I literally hate fudge. <laughs> She's a strange child. <laughs> Although I don't like coffee, and everybody thinks I'm a weirdo. So you know. yeah, and fudge is gross. Uh, well, you know. Um. Anyway, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. So we, um, Mike, uh, released his. Uh, top songs on um 
on live fish his from this past fall which i was just going to mention briefly and then what i wanted to do is kind of spin off into talking about your top five uh, songs and some and some versions of live shows and then and us speaking about that as well but uh so mike's fall 2018 favorites were timber from october 21st in hampton and then light from October twenty first in Hampton, which is that the third night, um, Scott? Because I believe I remember reading something about that. That was his favorite, the third night of Hampton. Uh, it's a good question. Let me check. <laughs> I'm sure you can pull that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have the resources to pull this up. Maybe <laughs> third night of Hampton. Mm-hmm. Light was in the third night. Yep. Yep. So that, that timber as well. Yeah. I and and I I remember timber him. Too. He's been so uh, vocal and so apparent on uh, social media sites, and maybe it's just be I don't know. I don't know if he's always been into Instagram and whatnot. I mean, I just recently hopped on Instagram with for female centric, so maybe it's something he's always done. But I just feel like over the past year, once again, I'm just doing this so that he's just really into it. I don't know with that, are you noticing that as well? Or well, he's a showboater. Yes. You're seeing that too. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been, though. Oh, interesting. Mike's never been like that, you know? So you're noticing it too, Scott? Yeah, he's been pretty active on on social media Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. uh, Instagram and and Twitter. Yeah, super happy and goofy. I I, I thought with his picks there, it's interesting because they're kind of a little off the beaten path. Like if I look at that third night of Hampton, the person that comes to mind is The Simple, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite jams of the year. And the the list came out, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's not on there, and that's not on there. And so it's it's interesting to see what things kind of register in his mind as being his favorites, and they might be different from ours. Well, of but course really they will cool. be. Yeah, obviously they would yes. be. I agree as well. Cause well, not, a, not necessarily obviously, but, you know, it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the next two, the next night was the October 23rd at Nashville. Um, he picked two from that night. So one was everything's right. And the other one was set your soul free. I think I remember that everything's right in particular. I mean, I was only Christy and I were able to go just to those two Albany shows. It's all I was able to see live and I've listened to the rest of them, but you know, when you're not there live, it's like the rest of them kind of meld in. I'm not like having things, but I think the energy in Nashville in general winds up being extraordinary Mm. in -hmm. general. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot is they're feeding off something very different than we are. They're feeding off us, and we're feeding off them. And are you I talking know- about Nashville in particular, just because of the music yeah. vibe and the history yeah, there? Yeah. Did, did you go to those shows, Scott? I did not. I did, uh, what did I do? Uh, Albany, Hampton, and then Vegas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the show of life from fucking Albany was amazing. Still my favorite song I- of the tour. Yes, yes, yes. It still is. Well, and so that was like when I did the couch report for that um, uh, with uh, RJ, my thing with the everything with the uh, show of life is like that's how they like comforted us afterwards and like made us feel good after they like did dirty, rotten things to us for like three, three different songs there. It was such like a intense, you know, dark set. And then to pop in the show of life, I always find like show of life ends up being like an encore song and not necessarily the middle, but yeah, I that, feel like, go ahead. That 20 years later got really dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, th- I want to say that that was an official 
officially released video by uh, Trey Kerr and, and company. Uh, they, they released that one so everyone could watch it. Oh, really? But it definitely got dark. And yeah. Then... It was fucking lose your mind shit right there yeah. that night in Albany. Yeah. I really, I mean, I, I've seen yeah. a lot of music and a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. And that night in Albany for me was top yeah. notch. That was some top notch shit. And I know yeah. that I wasn't at all of it. All of the tour, obviously. But, but no, but to, to come out the way that they did was just exactly what I thought was going to happen, yeah, too. We you were know? fire, Donnie. Yes, fire. 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 Well, I mean, fire. everyone had a bit of fire in their belly from uh, their previous festival being canceled. Yeah. You kind of had to, you know, everyone's like, well, what are they going to do? Yep. So, Especially I mean, being in a New York, New York, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, but like the New York shows, because that's where it was canceled in New York. I mean, yeah, we had dicks after that, but, you know, it wasn't pretty much probably everybody that was at Albany probably at least tried to get to uh, Curveball or was in for that night, you know? Right. And so were you, did you make it to Curveball? No, I had driven up to uh, pick up a friend in Boston and had never Never gone on the road. Wait, where are uh, you from? Was, uh, Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Mm. So I was on the road for 40 minutes, was going to pick up my my companion for the the ride up, and we we never left. Oof, brutal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were up, turned we were around, up. and went back to work the next day and got my vacation time back. Oh, the hotels nice. canceled. Nice job. So that is that is good, I yeah. Lucked out. I had friends I had flown across the country, had gone in RVs that weren't refundable and uh, really lucked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we we did get in and I am thankful that we got in. I think the people that who actually got in and weren't closed out completely, if you made it that far, then at least like we tore, we, you know, we've talked about we, it a yeah. bunch on the show so far. But And like, I met a new band there that yeah. I, when I went to Knuckleball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we made all new friends. I oh, mean, yeah. it certainly was a fucking lemon yeah but. yeah so they they came back and really really tore it up for that one and so so after like the everything's right and says you're so free from october 31st his next one is uh crazy sometimes from oh no sorry those were october 23rd so his next one is crazy sometimes from october 31st um thoughts on that i think it's interesting that he chooses he chose one of the songs that he he composed, so that's going to have a different wow. flavor to him yeah. uh, right yeah. off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, duh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like my favorite shows, the show I went to. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> duh. Um, and then November first uh, was the No Man's in No Man's Land, which people. So this No Man's in No Man's Land has become the uh, possum of what was that year that they played possum every show or the. Um, you know, there's the you know they definitely kind of sort of play into certain songs and they really, really get you for them. But like No Man's No Man's Land, I believe they they played a lot this past no man. fall tour. No yeah, man's that got land. played uh, maybe one in every three shows this year. Which really, if you look back on things, they've been doing that every year. Um, like Fuego, yes. Number Line and Possum for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. uh, Back on the train, birds of a feather, taste free, sample, rift, sparkle. You just go back down the years. Mm. And you've already I remember simple. I remember getting super sick of two. simple back in the nineties. Yeah, like let's see here. Rift in nineteen ninety three was played at over sixty percent of the shows. Wow. Sample and jar the next year, fifty eight percent. But I mean so, they're a band. <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> but even now, I mean, so you're going to have a song that's going to be played 
one of every three shows. It's it's been that way, and I, I remember people this year were kind of complaining about it. And I have a chart where I have kept track of this over the years, and I'm like, well, it's really it's nothing new. Right, it's normal. You're gonna behavior. have you're gonna have years where you're gonna get burnt out on songs, and maybe next year will be a Cosbot song, maybe not. Sure, but you had, you had started to to read that though. You said nine, and so where was ninety eight? You said. Start with Rift again. If you don't mind just starting that over again, please. I'm curious about what they are. All right. So 1993 out of 110 shows, there were 68 riffs. Mm -hmm. So for 61%. Sample in a jar, though, was 58% the next year. And free was 38%. Taste, 40%. Character zero, 41%. 40, 35, 40, 29, 33, 34, 35, And that's all in 95? What's that? That's all in 95, you're just oh, saying? going up every going year. Up. Oh, you're going up, yeah. you're going wow. up, you're going up. Okay, Donnie. okay, gotcha. Sorry, I'm not following. I'm having a time following them. Yeah. So every year there's been one or two songs that have been that, that heavy gotcha. rotation. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. They just kind of latch on to it and... It's what the band wants to play, and it's what the band plays. Yes. So yeah, well, I'm yeah. kind of used to it. You could be on Guns N' Roses tour where they play the same songs every oh, show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're so fortunate to have a band that plays I could listen to Vibrating so with Love and Light every show and love it. Oh, more, I feel yeah. like I'd get higher Yeah, <laughs> as a human. Like, we're very lucky to have a band that plays different stuff every night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's 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 great. Yeah, it's amazing to me. I actually have a um, an, a family member that uh, did all of Guns N' Roses tour. Like when I say all of it, I mean like the entire United States and all of Europe. They play like the same front song. row. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Last year, not last, in, in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, no, no, not nineteen ninety three. Last year, year did wow. the ev- front row every single from Europe. All around. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Which is, I mean, I can't say, oh, that's crazy because, oh, yeah, yeah you're right? I know. I mean, yeah, exactly. But at least, like, we're hearing. So I wonder, I mean, Jason and I went to see Guns N' Roses last year, and don't get me wrong, they were awesome. But, like, are they playing different versions of Sweet Child of Mine every time? No. I just feel like, no. You know, it's like. They did two shows at Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had friends that went the first night, went the second night. They changed, like, maybe three or four songs. Yeah. Yeah, so like you might get like rocket, you know, I I think Jerry Garcia had a quote uh, about licorice where it's not for everybody, but for those that really like licorice. I know that quote really like licorice. And so, you know, everyone has their their own thing, whether it's going to Guns N' Roses every night and being in the front row or doing a whole tour of fish and being in the pit. Exactly. Fish right now is on fire just on so many fucking levels, just even like how. Bella did that book for him mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Christmas. And, you know, Trey never physically posts online. I mean, you rarely see that. Yeah, it's not and like he a, mm-hmm. and he fucking posted those pictures and you knew he was touched. Yes, he was touched. Yes. You say so I'm a fish chick mod. I'm a mod for the group fish chicks and the amount of people trying to get in to not trying but you know putting in yeah. to get into fish chicks it has been this crazy influence and influx and it's funny because the guys that try to do it you know we'll just i had one guy that he was like oh like so we have like a questionnaire you have to answer and 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 so uh, there was a guy and he was you know answer you know do you promise to 
you know, follow the rules. The guy said wait, yes. You let a guy into a no, fish No, no, oh. not at all, not at all. But like, this is them trying to yeah, get okay. into it. No. Oh, okay. So, so you know, do you follow the rules? Yes. And then the second one was like, you know, why do you want to be a fish chick? And he said something about like, because, um, because I'm a white, I'm a husband of a fish chick, and I'm starting, I'm starting a new group called the Husbands of Fish Chicks. Yes, <laughs> and we look. He doesn't get there in. There is a group. Yeah, we're like, no, you don't sorry, get in. you can't. And then there was uh, one other one recently that was. Uh, he was just he was outright blatant around it. He was just like, yes, I promised to follow the rules. Why are you here? Because I'm looking for dates. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> well, hey, you know, yeah, not fuck him. You gotta yeah. give it to him. What he doesn't a, know no, any better. Fuck him. Why? Sorry. Yeah, watch like your mouth. That. Watch your mouth. He's got My good goodness. taste. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like he doesn't know any different. But after that book came out, you know, it was everybody was like, oh yes, ah. yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't I just stop, guys. Stop. <laughs> it's called fish chicks. Yeah, yeah. What if yeah. I identify as a fish chick? You don't. Well, no, 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 but we have discussed that. We have discussed that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things. I can't remember what the exact, you know, how we've got it, you know, but yes, yeah, so if you identify as a woman, then yeah, you're part of it. And that's, you know. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. different than identifying as a fish chick. How so? Do you identify as a woman first? I mean, I'm not oh, telling yeah. me. I'm I mean, just that's different. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a big difference between identifying as a fish chick and identifying as a woman. Yes. Two yes. totally different things. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Side, <laughs> side note. <laughs> side note. That will go right. in the small print. Yes. <laughs> I'm out of my league here. I'm staying silent. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Um, I do all the stats. I yes. actually, I actually oh, have right. a quick question for you. Do you when you, uh, when you're doing the stats, are you the guy that say we're watching the webcast or you're at the show? They play three notes and you look it up. Nine times out of ten, the song's already up. Are you that guy who pegs the song and writes it out? Writes it out. I do live tweeting on my Bizarre Archive Twitter account. Okay. And the show's on that, and I'll I'll tweet the set list, and if songs kind of weave into each other and teases and whatnot. The Fishnet, there's somebody that is updating the set list in real time. Okay. If I'm not at a show, then I might be the one doing it at my desk. Otherwise, we have uh, other volunteers that will update the set list while it's going on. That's why I love Fish.net, so you're the... You know, you know, first team all state of the fish radio game. Not necessarily market price, but guessing <laughs> the song. I, I've I've done all right. You do well. <laughs> so, and and I, I I remember asking you about this when we had uh, spoken uh, beforehand. But now that I'm thinking about it. So, what do you do when you don't know a song, or if it's a new one? How do you guys? Because I still feel like it comes up fairly quick. When. I don't know a song which happened occasionally this summer because there were new songs that last summer, new songs that debuted. Uh, Fish from the Road will will tweet it out, so we'll kind of know okay. that there's uh, a new song that's come out before um, the before the show. They'll tweet it out or after the show while during. it's going on. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, okay. So take Infinite for example, or Keeping It Real. Those are two new songs that came out in 2018 where we didn't know what they were. So like, I'll, I'll know right off the bat, this is a new song. It hasn't been played in a side band and tweet out, hey, new song. And then like a minute or two later, um, maybe, or I don't know, but a couple seconds later, Fish from the Road will, will tweet out what the, the name of the song is and then 
we'll, we'll all know what it is. How long did they keep up with the charade on Halloween? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that go? So uh, I think the charade lasted for oh, – it depends who you ask. They, right. <laughs> they didn't put the names of the band members on live fish for a, a day or two, I think. Okay. So and people kind of knew – the jig was up eventually that day. Yeah. When you're like, oh, this is fish. Yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> but there was still some, like, I mean, I might have gone I, to I, bed with doubts, but. I had known by the time the show started that I think it, it was, was fake. Yeah. What? It, How did you know that? Because I had gotten a text about it, and also because oh. anything that had been online, if you had gone to, like, uh, was it backinthedaycom or um archive or whatever they weren't there three days ago right so I, those are two i have a theory mm-hmm. what's your theory i have a theory that it was fishman and his blatant view of how easily fake news can be spread <laughs> easily <laughs> on a right there level. boom <laughs> bam it's fake it's on the internet here you go fake news fake news while i'm a, a news source on there um, in addition to like Young Blog and Jam Base, I I kind of chose to keep my mouth shut and not spoil it for anybody else. So I kind of knew what was going on, but in the same sense, I didn't want to ruin whatever the band had tried oh, to, that's a funny spot to do to or whatever. Right. Um, so I kind of picked and chose what I I tweeted at that at that point, but I, I knew what was going on, and I just figured, you know what, why? Why ruin the surprise for right. the people? There are enough people really? on the internet it that are already uh, that are already ruining it or whatever, or, or want to be the the people that said, "Hey, this is fake." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah, I, I just didn't and want to was, do it for my account with the sixteen thousand. It was followers. a fine it line, was such but a killer set. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. I, thought, I cannot believe listening to the New Year shows, and I don't go back and listen to that much fish retrospectively. I'm visceral. <laughs> the the fucking or wherever, right? It was Halloween Vegas where they played. Uh-huh. Um, they were amazing. Oh, I can't believe the, anybody gave any of that shit. Unbelievable. The music back. was amazing, but the fine line between trickster trick trickery mm-hmm. and fake news amazed me. I I I saw it at this whole deeper like I guess like level yeah. of like they, sociology and just like they did a good job of yeah, telling the line. It, yeah, it was amazing. I, kudos kind of, to fish. Once again. So while we're on this subject, I do have a question for you. And I, I think that a lot of people might have a question for you. And you, I don't know if you're responsible for this or not, Scott. Probably <laughs> are. What is up? I am putting you on the spot here because what is up with uh, 1229 uh, Fishman's brother into party time? Clearly back into Fishman's, Fishman's brother. What is Fishman's brother? At uh, pff, Wolfman's brother. Right. right. It's <laughs> Thank you. Wolfman's so you screw me brother. Up. Wolfman's wow. brother. Wolfman's brother. <laughs> clearly into party time. Back into Wolfman's brother. And there is no mention of party time. Because we called it par- uh, Wolfman's party. Um, that's what we coined it. But uh, So why why no mention of party time in there? So if you go to Fishnet, Party Time is in the cellist. Yeah, I think what? you'll find that they made what? that connection. That, was, that, I think, happened later, though, because it's not... Where is it not mentioned, though? It's not mentioned in the Remind app. 
Sorry, in the Relisten app. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. I'm now I'm like screwing up things. So, I don't have control over the Relisten app. I just <laughs> I, I just see the fish net. So how about is it on uh, live fish Darling, now? I'm curious. I about can that. I can fill you in. I think I think I might be able to bridge this gap. Yeah, because on live fish, it's not. Um, there's no party time mentioned. Once again, he, okay, he, he go can't ahead. Can't do that. No, I know that. It's on fish.com. Uh-huh. It's on fish.net. And I'd have to go. Yeah, it's not on live. live fish here. Yeah, it's not on the live fish, and they don't have it on relisten. Which I know you don't have control of this. I didn't realize. I didn't look at um fish.net and whether or not they mentioned. I was just looking at live fish app, and uh, I listen to most of my music through relisten. So, so I'm curious about why they wouldn't been placed that way, though. Yeah, so live fish. I think they've tracked it out as one song, and they don't have it tracked out individually as three separate songs. Mm-hmm. So, I again, I I don't know how the technology works there. If you're going to originally have a song and then break it into two or into three, um, but that's what they've opted to do. And uh, again, we are in line with with fish.com mm, okay interesting oh so they didn't start and stop a new song so they just kept it all as wolfman really is what you're saying yes yeah, so they still have wolfman's brother on live fish and if you look at the set list uh for fish.com or if you look at the fish.net set list you'll you'll see party time well, is in the middle of uh, wolfman's brother it's kind of interesting because uh that was we got to hit that show and it was that whole show was ridiculous it was my favorite fish show i've ever been to i feel like anytime yeah, they open night. with party time or something like that uh, buried alive that night but yeah yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah you're mm-hmm. you're in for it well i feel like the that party time they it was like it was almost subdued when they started like like they picked it up in the middle of the song like they didn't start with a brand with the beginning of party time. yeah 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 or if it was like on like a different um musical who knows Stafford maybe something. Trey blacked out and just started playing party. I don't know. How do they do what they do? How do they bring up a whole new band? (laughs) They're Jedis and wizards combined. What the fudge sickles? (laughs) Fudge sickles right now. Fudge sickles. Dawn's told me to watch my language. So She's she's getting a little jersey on us. We got to watch her. It's not. Yeah. Whatever. Curse so my other my other question for you is um and I had uh, I had um tagged you on this on Twitter because I was curious about your thoughts on um the like it's like ten just a little bit after ten minutes uh through about eighteen minutes of the tweezer on whether or not that was looked at as an official I know you rider tease through that <laughs> and what your thoughts I know that we you and I had kind of gone oh, back and forth on that God. a little bit I want I want to hear what you you officially have to say of that so the the tweezer with the I know you rider. I had jotted down in my notes that it could have gone into I Know You Rider, but it didn't actually go there. So Mm -hmm. it kind of had – like the the chords were there, but it never never quite materialized. And so it wasn't something that we were going to – That's not the first time they've done that. Yeah, if you go back to the uh, the Atlanta Tweezer from 2000, uh, it's kind of the same thing. They've got Atlanta from 2000 has that too? Interesting. Uh, 624, 2000. Do you cool. think that he might uh, accidentally tease songs and not realize he's doing it? Yeah, do you think that was on Just purpose? Just because he knows a million songs to play? Without asking someone, a musician, what his intent is, it's kind of hard to, sure, to really sure. tell. Right. Well, I, I mean, I just think, do you, 
Oh, okay. I know that yeah, Trey feels thoughts? Jerry. There's no doubt about it. He's made it very clear. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. there's no doubt that Trey couldn't continue to play with the dead because he would have taken them too far. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Mayor's perfect for him. I feel like there was that one. Oh, my and God. Then... It's called Dead Light. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Scott? Trey playing with the dead, how that was. Did you get to go on any of those shows? I did not go to uh, the Fair the Well shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was happy that that he played with them. I, I think the shows sounded good, but I did not make the trip to California uh, or Chicago. I don't know if it's because I love Trey mm-hmm. or really, you know, like what you were saying, circumstantial, like, like Mike picking his own, like his own song for his favorite. And Trey's my favorite. But, dude, those fucking fare thee well shows were not the fire. Well, they were not the first three nights. I didn't think the Santa, the ones in California, were very. Oh, good. I didn't listen to those. But, but yeah. and then again, I was also at the Chicago show. So once right, again, you know, yeah. for, as and far as and the Fenway show, I mean, they were mm-hmm. fire. It mm-hmm. was fire. Mm-hmm. Trey is a master, and he felt Jerry. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's absolutely. no doubt about it. But Trey has fish. Yes. He can't be. Jerry. No. <laughs> um, and the last one on Mike's uh, Mike's list is the Seekin' Sally Through the Alley on November 2nd, which I definitely have listened to, but now I want to listen to it again. What are your thoughts on that one, Scott? Uh, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's one of my favorite covers for Fish to Play and always happy to catch it. Mm-hmm. I feel like she, Sally hasn't been around much this past year or even last year for that matter because that's one of my favorite covers for sure as well. And It's yeah, pretty rare. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, though, when I started going in, like, uh, 09 to 10 and 11, you used to get it much more often. But, you know, they have put out three albums since then, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Got a bigger well to choose from. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all right. So with that, we are actually going to take a break, and we're going to come back and listen to clips of uh, Scott's five favorite uh, jams throughout the years. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. So we'll be back. All right, we are back with Scott Marks from Fish.net, and we are about to go into um, five of Scott's favorite jams for over the years. Um, so, uh, Scott, I'm going to let you kind of take it from there if you want to go one at a time. We can start with the, the first one here if you want to, um, you know, say what it is and, and we can listen to it. You can explain afterwards or whatever, however way you want to work. This is works for me. Do you want to play it and let people guess instead? Ooh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. A little, little trickery here from, from the ginger beard. All right. <laughs> A.K.A. Joe Russo lookalike. Holy crap, yes. are you guys twins? <laughs> Brothers from another mother. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that first track goes way back to 1994, the uh, Laguna Seca Raceway, which was a, a festival that they uh, did for a few years out in Monterey, California. Oh, cool. And that is uh, Reba uh, from the first night of the, the festival where um, Les Claypool's Sausage and Gin Blossoms uh, also played. Oh, wow. And you get the, uh, the Reba that's kind of really – getting out there into the, the quote-unquote type 2 jamming and um, when somebody goes online and says, hey, what's a good reba to listen to? That's usually the first one that, that I'll pick. Um, the Augusta one from 2010 is another favorite of mine as well. And uh, I think Halloween 94 show, and Lowell 95 are all yeah. all great ones. But So that's one of my, my favorite fish jams that I, I like to go to. And just to well, precursor here for the five jams that I, I picked. They're not necessarily the, the best jams or whatever, and everyone's going to have their their different opinions, but they're, they're five that I are some of my, my go-to jams I just love going back to, and they're the, the, the sweet spot, I guess, for my ears that I just love listening to. Yeah, Mountain View, I th- I want to say 7-24-15. Was it 7-24-15 for Mountain View? Do you remember that they played um, the free, the um, forty six days, the Reba. It was. Do you remember that show at all? I do not. Yeah, so I think it was seven twenty four. But that Reba, it, it was the second part of that Reba that just brought me to tears, and I was in like my room. I was in my living room by myself, like dancing with headphones on. I remember that night. Yeah, and that was the night that um, they played free, and that was the free that version that I chose. <laughs> Cute dogs. We have a. <laughs> We have a uh, free that uh, was that version of free that we chose and queued up uh, when Jason and I's uh, daughter uh, Cassidy was born uh, from that same night. So the Reba from that night is is my my favorite one. I never think about the jam and Reba. Anytime I think about Reba, I always think of just the yeah 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 the chorus or whatever. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it it gets out there sometimes though. That's I I agree. I like Reba. I Mm. like the Reba jam. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a fine, fine so jam. Beautiful. It is, and so sometimes beautiful. when they first start, I actually I agree with Jason on part two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when they first start, I'm like, oh, oh, funny oh. lyric, Reba. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they start jamming, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's beautiful. I do, I do like Reba. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, we've got the second song that Scott has picked out here. love that you picked middle jam ones to try to figure out what song it is. ding of Trey's guitar.
so to, to really do that justice, you need to go back and listen for four or five minutes before that, that part. Uh, it's from the 7297 stash uh, in Amsterdam. And I think when you, you talk to a lot of people and they, they go through their favorite jams with fish, it could be just like hose and lots and lots and lots of notes. And for me, sometimes it's just uh, beautiful melodic jamming and it's a, a stash that goes completely out there and is unfinished and um it's just one of my my favorite pieces of improvisation and it's it's kind of ironic that it comes in uh a tour that was so you know doused with funk uh when they they got into that mode in, in summer 97 i just it's a jam that doesn't have any funk at all it's just fantastic yeah yeah because well, that was 25 minutes into that stash as well yeah well it sounds like they're in like a bar or something like like there wasn't a whole lot of people there Mm -mm. a small little room (laughs) i've never even heard this like 97 well that was a so that was part of the european tour and what was neat for me personally is that so that's seven two and so i don't remember what the very first date of summer of 97 tour was but i did that entire summer tour so I lived in my truck and sold the burritos and the whole nine yards and like not really realizing because there was no social media back then that, you know, what had happened, you know, the month earlier yeah. or whatever it was for them to be in Europe. And then, you know, here I am, how, you know, and that tour, I was telling my son about it the other day because I feel like this summer tour coming up, I mean, they are all over the place. It is back and forth, back and forth. It's not the easiest thing to to drive from show to show and really do a full tour this summer. Um, but back that summer 97 tour, it was straight down the East coast, straight across the bottom, right up the West coast and straight across the top, all the way up to when it finished up with the lemon wheel that year, I believe. Right. I think 97, 97 was the went was the went. Okay. It was the great went. Yeah. And how we all were just able to do, you just move right along. There wasn't any like go out to Ohio, come back to. Cause you were babies. Well, yeah, but still it didn't matter how old we were. We were able to drive from one place to another and not go all well, over the place. The band had to do it as well. So it was like a big loop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, by the time 2000 came around, you had Toronto, Burgettstown, Alpine. So you had quite a bit of driving for those three days with nothing with no days off. So oh, you know, it just kind of varies from year to year. Mm. How lucky you get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I've still never been to Alpine. Of uh, all yeah. the shows I've seen. In Wisconsin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, that's like a bucket list, like show venue for me. Yeah. Do I, it. I did 96 I and 97, but I haven't been that back there since. I don't know. Yeah. It's... I need, I feel like I need to go there. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Good cheese. I don't know if there's still farm if it's still farmland out there or not. I heard that uh I heard Deer Creek isn't all farmland anymore, that it's much more built up. Have you been out there lately, Scott? Deer Creek or Alpine? Uh twenty twelve was my last time to both. Um and Deer Creek, Noblesville is definitely a lot more developed than it was in the nineties. Yeah. Um Alpine probably I I don't think it's I don't know, I don't think so. The but. only firms left are growing corn and sunflower. And you're driving straight across the country. Yeah, I yeah. did it a few years ago. <laughs> yep. And I was fucking overwhelmed. There's so many still. Mm-hmm. And they're so, well, they're all, but the, yeah, the farms are bad. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up. Mm-hmm. The farms are bad. All right, so we're oh, going to go into the third boy, song. Five, number five. <laughs> we're going to go into our third song <laughs> Dirty fish.
and that is how you close out a set. Yeah, that <laughs> is um, no kidding. That's the end of July first, two thousand. Uh, Ghost at the Meadows Music Theater at that time, and um, I, I think Ghost is one of those songs where you can go in so many different directions. But the slow funk, and this one was just a. Um, an incredible build and that's the the, the climax of it it's just it's fantastic so another one of my my favorites if i uh, do a little Ghost boost really to my day to cool. go put that one on yes like yes that. yes definitely. definitely ghost really can go a lot of ways i know i love it they can take it super slow like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then take the whole like loopy get a wicked dark like, going yeah, on like, yeah yeah, yeah. darny dot darny dot Donnie, Donnie Dark. Tarko. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say that. That was a fucking sweet. Oh, oh six. I'm going to start making Chrissy put uh, quarters in a swear jar. It won't matter. <laughs> I got a plenty of quarters. <laughs> Words don't matter to me. It's a part of... What? Anyway. What? Anyway, so we'll go into, we'll go into number four now. Is from 9 6 2015, uh, down with disease. Where again, it's something that I, when I was making this list of tracks, I had to choose maybe a, a minute or two minutes, and we, we kind of went on the, the, the two minute side for that one. But it's something where again, you could really listen to it 
maybe four or five minutes earlier and just see that Trey working on that build and gets the idea in his head and he kind of builds it up and it's something that I, if I'm outside going for a run, I'll, I'll put that on or just, again, a, a happy soaring jam for fish. Was that in Connecticut? That was out at Dick's. You might, were you at 2015 Dicks? I know yeah, you, I was. That's yeah, my thought. I, so I knew I knew it. Yeah, yeah. So that was the last, um, the last show coming off the heels of that 2015 summer tour. Which, until this year, um, that 2015. I mean, Trey just practiced so much that uh, for the whole um, uh, GD50 shows that I feel like he just came right into that summer tour and he was on. Fire, like the whole time. Um, I love 2015 summer tour. That was yeah. just, you know, he was a lot, of, a lot of great moments there, like the Kildall Falls yeah. in Atlanta earlier in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kildall um, Falls is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, all right, and then the last one, which I love because I was at. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, oh. <laughs> So my favorite show took place on this date and it really? was not the show that I just played, but mm-hmm. you go back to 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Deer Creek uh, for 725.99. It was my favorite show that I was able to attend mm-hmm. um, outside of Big Cypress, I, I guess. But mm-hmm. this was 725.17, uh, which is night four of the Baker's Dozen run. Uh, the jam filled night and it's uh maybe 18 minutes into long boy that just missed 30 minutes and it's that's amazing uh fantastic and there's a little piece there where pages notes kind of just click and it's right in the middle of the jam it's it's surreal yeah so those are five of my favorite jams that i i go back to quite a bit yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and and for that, so I got to get in for three of the Baker's dozen, and that was one of them. That in the last two nights, which was uh, was awesome, definitely. Good night to be at. It was, it was. I'm so glad you put those together for us. So I have just two more things to ask you. One real quick, because it's a complete side note. Because uh, you had uh, um, uh, put or put the one through five the. Why am I forgetting this? I'm forgetting like basic words lately. When you rain, like put one through five favorite chronological. Thank you, chronological oh, wow, order. What Donnie. your favorites? I know. It's I'm a good telling thing you. I understand Donnie. <laughs> a list. A list. I know that. <laughs> anyway, 
on under the scales of your favorite, what you thought was the best New Year's Eve jam. So I'm curious, or the New Year's Eve gags. Um, and I totally agreed with you uh, in, in where you were at with um, your top two um, with Petrichor and Meat Stick. I was not at Meat Stick, but I'll tell you it was, uh, real quick. I um, We were down in the family section for Petrichor, and um, right before it started, uh, Breyer Fishman and her couple of kids came and sat down right next to me. And right when they started Petrichor, she leans over to me and she says, I think this is my favorite this is my favorite New Year's Eve gag. And then she was like, well, well, maybe meat stick. And she was like, no, 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 this is my favorite. <laughs> so meat stick was a good one. Yeah. So sure. listening. She's to, very wise. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm curious, uh, how did uh, this year's New Year's Eve uh, plug into, did anything get bumped off of that top five for you? If you mm-hmm. had to redo it, if you guys were doing it now. I don't know. It's it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think David Gallo does a, a fantastic job with the choreography of these things. And, right? It's amazing. Um, it's a spectacle. Uh, yeah, it was. It's a it spectacle. was a treat to watch. Right. Um, I'm not sure where it it ranks, but it's it's definitely higher on my list. On it, was, this, it, was, it was a on, great one. On the on all this music, it's got me like so excited for summer tour now. Mm-hmm. So. How do you feel about what went down and how much negativity is all around, like the you know the verified fan and just trying to get tickets, the back-to-back ticket sales that have been yeah. going on, and and that sort of thing. What are your thoughts on all that? Um, I think that each year it's it's something different, mm-hmm. and I don't see it being any better or any worse this year around. I, I didn't have any luck myself. I had gone the verified code, and I had tried for tickets for Mohegan Sun, and the code worked, and I couldn't pull any tickets at that point. So and then the code, that... the the code didn't work for the rest of the weekend for wow. Camden or or Spac or uh, Bangor the next day. But I have friends that the code worked multiple times. So it's not like it didn't work for anybody. And uh, while I would have liked to have it work for myself, I'm, I take a little bit of comfort and solace knowing that I had friends that, that it, it worked for. And I mean, I think it's something where each of these on sales, uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, with my job, I, I work for an insurance company and we will do upgrades to technology, uh, to our, our programs, and you can do all the testing in the world behind the scenes. And when it goes live, you might have things that that don't work. And I, I think when you you have something where you you have thousands and thousands of fans that are trying to get tickets, it might not always work. The the, the site can't handle the traffic. I mean, it's it's not even going into and I guess the, that, the the bots that people are, are right. use that the scalpers agencies are using. But and I guess that's where where like they made it like I was a verified fan. I get an accepted verified fan, and so I guess I saw someone post this, and I guess this is like the ultimate snap like synopsis of how it feels for us. Is like so they tell us. Like, if you get this code, you are, you know, you're special. Like, you may, you're offered something. Yeah. 
And then in the end, it you so you thought you were because that's what they said. But really, in the end, you were offered nothing. And I'm not like digging at it or anything. I'm just saying like the complete experience was like they make you feel like, oh, you're not going to be part of the bot world. You're not going to be part of all that's going on. You've got special eligibility. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, it was not special. There was nothing well, special. You you did um, have that special thing because if you if the code worked like it was supposed to, you were able to I can unlock still, the better the I better can still seats. Still log in yeah, yeah. on my code, actually. You can. I yeah, keep going I, back I to Mohegan Sun, yeah. and Mohegan Sun still has one. I bet you I could pull it up right now. Huh. Mohegan Sun. So I only I got really lucky because I got a I got stuff in Lotto. Woohoo! <laughs> so all I needed was one night of Mohegan Sun. And I got one of those nights. I got one ticket. And I did mess up a little bit on my special fucking soup. <laughs> $2 now. <laughs> <laughs> on my special code. I did mess yeah, it up it just, a little bit. Didn't didn't work. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. My friend didn't work for either. So, uh, again, I, mm. I there are things in life that are going to get me a lot more upset than whether I can get a ticket to a concert. Yeah. And well, it's called first that, world problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, period. You know, I, I, whether if I, we end up on the lawn for a couple of shows, it, you know, it's not the end of the world. So um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a perfect, uh, ticket situation. I, I don't know if it ever will be, but I guess um, they're trying. There's a lot of, a lot of time between now and the uh, end of June, start of July, and, right. and for dicks for tickets you know to sort themselves out. Oh. They always do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for your your thoughts on that one. I was curious what what uh what you had to say about it. Everybody's kind of flipping out all over the place on <laughs> online or whatever. I was really happy though that mm -hmm. every single person I knew that lived in Maine that did the lotto for Bangor got pit got tickets. the Bangor tickets. Yeah, they got. Not just Bangor tickets. Mm -hmm. They got oh, that's pit. right. You got like Pitt. That's yeah, awesome. Everybody, everybody pit. I mm -hmm. know that did Lotto, which means something. Because if you're like from that state and they're playing and you're joining the Lotto, like you clearly want to be there. Mm -hmm. And that made me super happy. Mm -hmm. Like that. I didn't go anywhere. That's great. Reason. You know, yeah, and like, so that yeah. So I mean, clearly they're at least trying to let at least like because not everybody can do tour, mm -hmm. but they still love fish. Yep. And now we're going to Bangor Maine and love fish. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way it goes, man. Yep. Not everybody can do it. All right. All right. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and we are going to come back with Market Prize. Which I won't win. <laughs> you never know. I did twice. Right, back one Why, hello, and welcome to yet another episode of everyone's favorite fish game show, Market Price. We're here today with your host, Donnie, our guest host, Christy, and our special guest, Scott, here to play the game. So, what we're going to do is we're going to play nine one-minute clips of these songs. Each person's going to take turns taking a guess of the date. And the closest without going over wins the point. Are we ready to go? Ready. Let's do it. Donnie, you're going to go first, followed by Christy, and then Scott, you're last for the first round. 
Okay, song number one. singing along i'm gonna go with seven thirteen ninety three that's weird i heard tons of people singing along uh, not till the chorus though so donnie says seven thirteen ninety three christy what do you think i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with seven i'm just gonna go pick any day one two thousand and three i feel like it's way later Seven one zero three says Christy Scott. What do you think? All right, so we have ninety three and, and two thousand three that are picked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. how this game goes. <laughs> Ten year. That's a generational gap. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't know what days they were played, and I don't know the exact. Show. Yeah, I'll the say, days are hard. Uh, start of the show. I'm going to say it's uh, June 1994. It's a big day in June. Wow, so you think it's back when she thought. Ah, interesting. June, any day, 94. The actual play date was September 14th, 2011. Oh! In the... Uh, you won, No, you didn't. No, no we're all off. I was closest. Oh, Christy won. <laughs> oh, I did, yeah. Closest without going over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Albeit eight years ahead of time. Yeah. So I but was right. Hold on. This one's tricky. And it's tricky. And I was tricky on purpose. It, this was the um, surprise show for the flood relief in Vermont. The ah, uh, yes. Champlain Valley Expo ah, in yeah. Essex, Essex Junction, Vermont. So it was a tiny room. Yeah. In 2011. That actually, I won tickets to that in a lotto. Did you go? No, because nope. actually, this is the second time in the lotto I won. The first time oh, I was then I like, should give you the point for... if you didn't go. No, <laughs> I get the point. I'm winning. All right, fine. You're winning. And Christy, you guess first in the next round. Oh, great. <laughs> Song number two coming up. Jordan's is wrong. I'm not going over on this one. 
pressure's on, Kristen. The pressure's on. I will take this from you if you don't get it. He thinks I know something. Christy. I'm going to go October. Oh, I forget the dates. <laughs> it ain't October. <laughs> Don't tell her. Don't oh. tell her. And if you know the date, I if you are sure, but I want to guess it just ahead of you. I and like I this win. guy. I, I want to have I dinner with you again. This game. Christy goes first. Scott goes second. Donnie goes third. Thank you. Okay, Christy, what's your guess? I'm going to go... July 2017. July 1st. 1st. 17. Scott? 5, 7, 94, Bomb Factory. Jesus. 5, 7, 94, Bomb Factory. Okay, Donnie? I was just going to like say Fenway 09. Just because they're in Boston. Well, ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding, yeah. Ding. <laughs> what was the bomb factory? Was that was that a like big a- deal. Was it in Texas? Yeah, it was in yes. Dallas, Texas. You won, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got the nail right on that. Uh, no. Um, Jenny Chadbourne. No. What's nope. his name? Ryan. Ryan got. Ryan Callisto. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I get bonus points since I got the yeah, exact yeah. Date? You get nothing. Absolutely. You get nothing. more jewels. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, Scott. You get bonus points. Do not listen to them. This is my game. I'll put a star next so to my name what, for that one. Yes. What, what is the? I I didn't take the time to research it, but what what is that place? Because each song, I wrote it down. Like they played a bunch of covers. They're only like three to five minutes long with a twenty-five minute tweezer. Yeah. What was the story with the bomb factory? Just uh, segues all throughout that set. It's um, early live fish release. Um, they did like the twenty live fish CDs, or whatever, in the uh, in, like two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of them. It's. It's just an epic show. Oh, yeah. I listened to a bunch of it. It sounds epic, but like if you look at the list, it doesn't look like your normal fish show for sure. No. All right. What was the date on that again? 5794. Nice. Bam. Green eggs in him. All right, Scott, you're up first. Song number three. That's a, that's I do not know the day of that show, so I will not get the bonus points on this one. Um, I'm gonna say it's 3.0. And New Year's Eve. We can turn. Go with uh, 
you done? Do you know what song it is? It sounds like uh, Caspian, um, but even I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But my guess. That's what I thought too. Uh, so maybe it's about to go into Caspian. It's um, not Caspian, but it's also something I had never heard bef- heard of before. You have to stop getting hints, Snakey. Uh, we have a professional on our hands uh, here. Don't give him any hints. Hint? <laughs> Sorry, we're a little cutthroat. I'm going to say... Hurry up. 2012. <laughs> uh, a jerk. Summer 2012. You've got to pick a month. All right. Uh, I'll pick June. June 2012. Mm-hmm. June 2012. Donnie? It's a loss. <laughs> 10... Um, thirty-one sixteen. Ah, so you're close to me. Ten thirty-one sixteen. What do you think? Christine, I'm gonna go twelve twenty-nine fifteen. Uh, no points. Everyone's uh. off by well over a decade. Ah, <laughs> uh, see what I mean, Scott? June thirtieth, nineteen ninety-nine. Um, a song called My Left Toe. Ah. That, uh. What the hell is that? I don't know. Oh, I'm sick of this. What oh. is happening? Yeah, at the very end of the song, uh, Trey says, he's like, oh, that was from uh, for a new album that we're putting out. Blah, blah, blah. And it was in, uh, Sandstone, uh, Amphitheater, Bonner Springs. Springs yeah, this is why my confidence <laughs> grows weaker, because I felt like I knew that. Well, that's okay. My Left Toe. Never heard of it. My Left Toe. It's a very weird song. Have they played it more than once, Scott? My left toe? Uh, A couple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my Um, left toe hurts now. (laughs) So Deer Creek 99 actually played it there, too. Mm -hmm. 725.99. Deer Creek's a special place, right? Mm -hmm. It is. All right. So far, Christy with one, Scott with one, Donnie with zero. Song number four. What do you got, Donnie, there over there? Donnie's not a good loser. I'm fine. You stop it. Definitely not Christy. I'm gonna go with Huh. I'm gonna go with Fall Tour, so that's like nine thirteen 
ready to rock out. <laughs> Christy? She's feeling visceral, kids. Think? Watch it. Uh, 7, 12, What is it now? 2019? Correct. Are we in 2019? What year is it? Yeah, let me no go hints. back. <laughs> no no <hints>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to 2013. Seven, twelve, thirteen. All right, Scott. What do you think? Uh, it's hard to jump in the middle of a jam. I know. I was weak about him. Yeah, it's not called "Name That Song." <laughs> I wasn't playing that. It's a good song to play, though. Of course it is. I'll go with. Uh... You're not going to July massage. 2014. Oh. oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm way at the other end. So let's see if I'm either on this or so far off. 
5191. I like that you say how you feel, though, Donnie. I do feel. I do. We say how we feel. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's really wrong, <laughs> but it's us. Donnie with a point. Woo! It was uh, 6 25 2004. Oh. Wow. Alpine Valley Music Theater. Oh, yeah, we gotta East talk Rose about Wisconsin, Wisconsin again. <laughs> there we go. Um, I feel like no one should get any points. Uh, no, but Donnie gets Wow, if it was prices right, I'd be winning the freaking stove. Yeah, but you wouldn't even make it to the showcase showdown. Okay. I would have won now the it's showcase showdown. It's one up. It's awful, Scott. It's awful. It's Here one up for all of us, right? We all got one. No, I think Don it's two. Don has two. Yeah. Don has two. Scott has oh, one. Oh, boy. Has one. Scott, Scott can you mess this shit up? <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Scott Scott picks first. Song number six coming up. <laughs> Here we go. Serious one point. Cactus! Hmm. Cactus! October 91. October 91. Yeah, it's definitely pre-summer 96. For sure. I can tell. and They haven't even gone into it. Um, so you think October 91, huh? Mm, I'm going to say um, May uh, 1st of 90. I'm going to go May 1st, 90. I'm going to go December 1989. Mm. Scott with the point. Damn. It was uh, 11 30 Oh, close. What did Scott ask? Uh, 10 31. Ah, nice good job, Scott. Nice um, job. I, I starred that one. It's at the, at, uh, the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. Um, they have the soundboard on Fish Tracks, and that whole song is at, is fire. Is it great? I, I recommend giving it a listen. Mm. So we have Scott with two, Donnie with two, Christy with one. I always lose, Scott. I'm used to oh it. Oh, my God. She's such a sad, sad story, isn't she? <laughs> Shut up, Don. Song number seven. You guys don't know how to listen. That's the problem. <laughs> I feel like I know when this was. I get red and then I start to steam. This guitar is gonna fuck your face because it knows how to scream.
sucking in the 70s LP. My favorites. Mm-hmm. Hi, Saratoga, Donnie. right? All right, Donnie, you're up. My turn? Oh, I'm at 10-1-10. 10-1-10? Sounds Ooh, like a zip code. <laughs> I mean, yeah, zip code. <laughs> Christy, what do you think? So, 7 5 2014 12. No, 12. 12? 12. Go with 12. It's hard. So hard. Rinse so hard. Lay it on me. In true Price is Right fashion. Do it. 10 2010. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I can't get right. <laughs> Christy with the point. That oh, was the August 4th. 2018. Wasn't it Saratoga? Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. Yeah, I was there. Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know you oh. Got... no, I wasn't. It's a lot of work. This All tied at two. All tied at two. All tied going into at how, how many songs we've left? We're on song number eight. And mm. if you guys win, you're a shame. Why? Why are we ashamed if no, we win? No, if I win. If you win. If I win, you're all a sham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be the best glory of your life. That's what it'll be. You're gonna get a no, giant. No, I'm gonna no. go get you a, a trophy. If you, if you right. win today, even if you get me a trophy, it will not be the best win of my life. Okay. But song number yeah. eight, Christy, right. you're up first. Is that a dog? Oh. Is that Marley in the background? I'm gonna go early fish right away. That was adorable. Was that Marley? Yeah, that early really fish. Winter? Early fish. I know. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's hard. But I think I'm gonna go early. I'm gonna go. I mean, I have to pick a month. So any month, I'm gonna go nine, twelve, ninety. Mm-hmm. I could be so wrong. It could be six months ago. But no, that's what I'm picking. No, definitely was not six months ago. Scott, what do you think? I I know what I want it to be, but I know it's <laughs> circulated, so I'm confused. What do, um, by, what do you mean by circulated? Like I, it sounds like it's Bradstock, um, but that show was like played at Brad Sands' place or something. But 
before uh, the summer 97 tour, but I don't think that the recording circulates. So I'm going to say June 1st, 97. 6197. Which is before Bradstock's. I can't remember the exact date. I too am going to go in Price is Right fashion. because I think that was Marley in the background, and I think that might have been Amy's farm, and I have no idea when, but the date was Amy's farm is. So I'm just gonna they go way back, start from the beginning. I'm gonna say um, January first, 1983. Wow, because I'm a jerk, super early. and I don't remember what their first show was, and I know it wasn't 83. <laughs> but actual date was uh, six six ninety seven at what? Brad Sands and Pete Carini's oh, house, shit. Charlotte, Vermont. <laughs> Did you get it? Oh, of course he did. Yes. <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> vultures. Yeah, definitely vultures. But I thought oh, that yeah. was like early, like Marley running around. Me the too. Band. I thought it was going to be like 87, th- yeah. 88. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, have, they have early. that whole show on. Yeah, uh, I thought tracks, it was super so early, Dawn. Ah, really that's awesome. I what? went later than I thought it was. Yeah, what actually. are the dates on um, Amy's Farm, Scott? 8391. 91. Okay, okay, yeah. So I thought it was like 87, 88, but I was just going. Scott, my next door neighbor is an identical twin, and they went to the University of Vermont, and they like were like in like the fish group and dated the fish guys. Oh my God, the stories they say. That's right. Yeah. I got some inside info. I should try to get her on the show. Oh, she'd she'll have say. nothing to say. <laughs> They're not fish heads. No, they just that. dated fish. Okay. Cool. I, uh, I wasn't going to go listen to that uh, that show after this. I, I didn't know it circulated. I'm excited yeah, to hear it. Yeah, fish yeah. tracks. I, uh, um, I I don't have that. So. No, you just go to the website. Fish no, tracks. no, yeah, I, I, I know. I'll, I'll check oh, it out. But oh. um, it's like that. That's not a show. That's a dog barking in the background. Right. So right. it's got to like be Millie Brad's or something. Oh, yeah. I right. tried to step up my game for this particular show. So that's why I went with some of the weird ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the bumpy head yeah, song. It's, it's like you, you know where it is, but it's like that can't be right because it's not there. And yet there it is. <laughs> well, see, I was thinking like it was I was thinking this. Here's my thought that no one's going to think this is 1997 no. with a dog barking no. in the background. Click. Nope. Except the fishnet nerd who, except for the guy who does shit like know. that, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. If you get this right, you win hands down. I it's hope you two lose, to two Scott. To three. Uh, she's not nice. Don't listen to her. Why? Why is that not nice? <laughs> I hope you lose. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a tie, then uh, I love you anyway, out, Scott. But then, I still um, hope you don't. I'll win. play a song and you tell what year it came.
It's a real tease when they just turn yeah, it yeah, off yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely later. Whose turn is it? Uh, that would be Scott's turn. Because he's a winner. <laughs> say August 2015. That's what I would say. That's actually what I would say. Donnie? Uh, 7118. I'm going to go with... So he didn't pick a date in August. All right, so I'll choose August 5th. Okay, because this is definitely at... What was before Curveball? Uh, I forget. You think it was Magnaball? Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely was Magnaball. So what August the definite dates of Magnum Ball? Third. That oh, was not Magnum Ball. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I no. mean, screw that. Jeepers, creepers. Beep, 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 beep. So you said August 3rd at 15? Yeah. Come I'll go on. August 5th of 15, and you went with darn, July 1st, 2018. Darn. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, survey says. Survey says no points. Uh-huh. Um. November 28th, 2009. Oh. The Union oh. Center, Albany, New York. Oh. I win by default. You know, oh. I, no one wins. You're all over. But I you thought it was an Albany. You got the most points. Yay. Good job, Scott. All right. Congratulations, Scott. Oh, Scott. I'm Thanks glad for you playing. Sham. <laughs> of course, you beat a couple of hacks in a basement that don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and remember, please to have your pets and wooks spayed and neutered. Thank you. We Good listen night. to fish, just to let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a lot of fun. You are an amazing guy and a huge part of our community and really appreciate This is a real treat. Thank yeah, you so much fun. for having me. That was so much fun. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, um, yes, and uh, Christy and Snakey, thank you very much for... Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, anytime. Another (laughs) another awesome episode. And uh, remember, everybody, that we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Um, So if you want to check out any more awesome podcasts, go to OsirisPod.com. And, um, yeah, we will uh, catch you on the flip side. Peace out.